Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's making a list. Checking it twice. Goodbye, every night. Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, Santa's so bad. How do you get down the chimney? You sexed it in my grandpa. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree. Santa baby? No, it's disgusting. It sexualizes Santa. If you were Santa, you could do magic. Here, let's watch you disappear. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Now from the Bob and Sherry Studios, Santa's favorite little helpers, it's Bob and Sherry. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you for joining us. We're, uh, you know, just in the holiday spirit here. I'm out in the uh, out in the little sunroom studio. I've got a little tiny tree here. We've got our big tree in the living room, so it's very... Very cozy here this morning. I have uh, an article I want to share with everybody. Which state in our great country spends more on Christmas gifts than any other state? And what are the top What are the top five? You want to take a shot at that? Which one do you think it is, Lamar? Well, I'm doing all I can to make it South Carolina, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say New York. It's very dense in population, and there's a lot of stuff. There. I'm going to say New York. Okay, New York. I'm going to say Texas because that's also very populated, and everything's bigger in Texas, including the holidays. True. Right. Yeah. This is based on per 100,000 people, so with the exception of Wyoming, it could be any place. It's all based on that. But those are still yeah. very good guesses. Um, want to take a shot at it, Doc? Who has uh, the biggest pockets? Uh, I'll, I'll go with Florida. The good old reliable Florida. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of money down there. A lot of grandparents. Max? I'm going to say state? California only because the, the cost of living there is more expensive, so they'd be spending more maybe. The Lazy Trader, which is a financial publication, has been online searching data for the last three years, and it's uh, no contest. Number one is New Jersey. And, you know, I looked at this and I thought, New Jersey, New Jersey, you know, it gets kind of a, you know, a bum rap here and there. There's a lot of rich people that, you know, make their money in New York City and then they go to uh, New Jersey in the suburbs. Right after New Jersey, it's Connecticut and then Massachusetts, New York and Virginia at the top of the list. 
I read the so most I got one. interesting. I got one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I saw a statistic the other day that blew my mind. Talking about rich people, the top one percent of rich people in the world pollute more than five billion people. Well, those five billion. Really? What are the five billion? What is the five billion? Well, they could be anywhere. I know where you're going with that. It could be, you know, yeah. uh, p- people in the jungle and, and all of that. But nonetheless, yeah. that is that is quite a thing that the first 100%, and they're not all billionaires. I mean, you could be making uh, $175,000 a year, which is a lot of money, but you're in that uh, 1%, evidently, at least with the study that they did. I don't know. It just kind of jumped out at me, though. Uh, Five billion people... That's a lot of people. But look at what the wealthy, the top 1% have. They have multiple large homes that you can best believe they're running the AC in. And they have access to um, private jets. And look at the size of the yacht some of these people have. Did you see what happened to Bezos' yacht the other day? He oh, was- tell, please. Oh my God! That this thing is over four hundred feet. It's immense, and it was. Mary and I saw it when we were uh, driving along the coast of Italy over the summer, and um, it, it's just enormous. He brings it back to the United States, and I, I think it was Florida. They couldn't dock it at any marina on the East Coast. There's not enough room on any marina. So his captain said, well, what am I supposed to do to the people, you know, at the uh, marinas? And they said, you have to dock it with um, large cargo ships. Yeah. We can't we can't handle you there. That's how big that boat is. What if one of those large cargo ships opens its door against that big yacht, though? You know what I'm saying? It's like in the parking lot. OK, you got to be careful <laughs> when you got that really fancy thing. Because yeah. whoever parks beside yeah. you could open their door and make a big chip in your side. So. It must be such it must be such a pressure filled job to be the captain of Jeff, Jeff Bezos' yacht, you know, o- over four hundred feet. Most could you anchor off world. outside and just come in on the helicopter or the other couple of boats you that you've could. got hanging off the side of that boat? I mean, come on. I, ge- I guess you could. I guess they're looking at security or something. I don't know. Hey, it's a problem none of us will have, so let's not worry about it too much. <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry here, and we are going to have morons in the news. This is Bob and Sherry. Hey, everyone. I'm Sergeant Anders from the Utah Air National Guard. I'm originally from Alaska, but I've always been a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just wanted to say to everybody on the team, happy holidays, good luck, hope to see you at the Super Bowl, and most importantly, go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Here's Bob and Sherry. Bob, I got to thinking, after you was talking about who spent the most money on Christmas and and money spending, that Uh kind of stuff, I thought of right. something else that's probably pretty expensive. I'm thinking oh, yeah. having an affair costs money. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> costs guess. money outside your normal budget. Okay. You got to have yeah, a separate yeah, deal yeah. going on. And yeah. I've got a list of the top 20 cities in America that have the most affairs. And this is based on Ashley Madison, that website that will hook people up. And yeah. according to Ashley Madison, the 20th uh, city is Portland, Oregon. Now, it's low on the line of the cheating, but it is the number one America's kinkiest city. 
Now, how she knows that, I do not know. But that is wow. the kinkiest city. Yeah. yeah, this music is perfect, by the way, for this bit. I love it. It's just, <laughs> it's just it's go ahead. Number nineteen is is Washington D.C., which eh, mm-hmm. you know that doesn't really surprise me. Eighteen no. is Seattle. That is known as the hub for commercial sex in the Northwest. What? Evidently, Seattle. Yeah. Yep, Seattle. Wow. Yeah. So who knew? Hey, who listen. Knew? Who knew? They they got Bill Gates. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Aurora, uh, Aurora, Cal- uh, Colorado comes in at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bakersfield, California comes in at 16. It ranks higher than LA, which doesn't even make the top 20 when it comes to adultery. Bakersfield. Really? Yeah. Anchorage, Alaska. It's very cold up there. And uh, it ranks number 15 as far as adultery goes. 14 is Colorado Springs, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Tucson, Arizona comes in at number 13. Adultery is still a crime in Arizona, and you can be charged with a Class 3 misdemeanor, and you can get 30 days in jail and a $500 fine and a year probation. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yes, it's against the law. Against the law. Listen, listen. I wonder when the last time was that somebody was prosecuted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure my wife Carla would say that's a great law. That's a great law. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be guilty of that. (laughs) Um, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Mm -hmm. is the best affair dating site. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They said that uh, they voted Ashley Madison the best affair dating site overall. I guess that's something to be proud of. Um, Are you surprised they're still in business after everything that's I am. happened? I know they were they were There's, outed at one time for they you were know hacked. if you join, yeah, and and almost all of the members were guys. <laughs> there were very few women. <laughs> yeah, but continue, uh, Denver, continue. Denver Denver comes in at eleven. Uh, Pittsburgh comes in at ten. Buffalo, New York, is nine. Um, New York City did not even make the list. Buffalo is nine. Taking up to the next two spots, number eight and number seven is St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Twin Cities came in at eight and seven. Yes. Yeah. Number six is, um, yes, go ahead. So except for Tucson, a lot of these places have Cold. cold, bad weather. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's not like a real connection between Oh, yet one more day of rain or snow. Well, well, listen to the I whole think list. If you'll, yeah, I think <laughs> if you'll hang on, we're going to go against that. Number six is Cincinnati. Number five, Tampa, Florida. And that's the first oh, of yeah. three Florida cities that are in the top five. You got Tampa, Florida. Uh, number four is Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas apparently stays in Vegas unless you're dating in Ashley Madison site. Uh, number three is Atlanta. I understand that. We're extremely friendly in the South. I, I get that. Uh, Orlando, Florida's number two. And number one is Miami. Miami. And now, uh, it's also it's also against the law. It's also against the law to commit adultery but they got bigger problems than that, so they're not even fooling with that. That that's not even a situation. Wow. You know, wow. So. Um, I, I'm with Max. I am surprised that Ashley Madison still exists. Yeah. When they were when yeah. they were outed 
we're having almost no women who are members yes. of that. You know. But you know why it didn't hurt them? Because the public attention span is the blink of an so eye. Short. That's You're right. right. That's it got right. it was in the news, it was everywhere, and then it was gone like it never right. happened. Behave yourselves out there. All right, we got morons in the news straight ahead. It's Bob and Cherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Are you ready? We never seem to run out. You're both morons. Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Max Alexander Krijak. He is a 33-year-old Floridian, and he was arrested a few days ago. Because he refused to pay for a $250 tattoo he got at the Ink Gods shop in St. Petersburg. Kerjack was reportedly under the influence when he got the Waffle House logo tattooed on his right calf. (laughs) It was about five inches wide and it was gray and black. He did not want to pay the additional $100 for yellow ink. When it came time to pay for the tattoo, Krijak refused all options to satisfy his debts, according to the police. They frisked him, and he had $6.59 and a driver's license in his bag and nothing else. He has been charged with theft. He lives in nearby Clearwater. He was bounded out of jail, and that cost $150. He has pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor count. In addition to his fresh Waffle House art piece of evidence, Trigjack has several other tattoos, including a black and white tribute to the insane clown posse on his right forearm. I don't know. I, I just feel like I know the guy, you know? I'm not saying we'd be friends, but I do feel like I know the guy. Well, I got one for you in St. Louis, Missouri. Circuit attorneys charged 37-year-old Rommel S. Taylor with 41 criminal offenses, accusing him of numerous felonies during a month-long crime spree in St. Louis. The warrant issued for him in St. Louis include 38 felonies, three misdemeanors, uh, counts of first and second degree robbery, 10 counts of second-degree burglary, 16 counts of first-degree property damage, 12 accounts of stealing, and one account of armed criminal action. While bond in the case of fleeing for police was initially set at $25,000 cash only, Associate Circuit Judge Christopher Payton ordered it reduced to $400 cash. When he was released, he stole a Chevrolet Equinox. A few days later, he's accused of trying to carjack a man with an axe. When the victim asked to pray with him, Taylor did not steal the vehicle. But the following day, he stole a Mazda sedan. He burglarized a clothing store. The next day after that, Taylor backed the stolen Mazda into a store and stole cigarettes. He then broke into another building, then attempted to drive the Mazda into another business, but he was unsuccessful. He stole another car and tried to rob a bank. Video showed him wearing the clothes he had stolen so they knew who he was. He carjacked the Jeep carriage, used it to ram through doors of two other businesses, and he stole tools and ski masks. Then he used that vehicle to ram into another business in East St. Louis and later carjacked a Chevy SUV and used it to ram into eight 
separate businesses that day. Later, he and a woman tried to cash stolen lottery tickets. The next day, Taylor carjacked a Dodge pickup, used it to smash into three businesses. Four days later, Taylor stole a Lincoln SUV. Then he carjacked another Jeep Cherokee. Then he laid low for nine days. And he stole a Lexus at Knife Point. He stole another car the next day, and the victim left his cell phone in the car, and police tracked it down and arrested him, and he is being held without the possibility of any bond. That I is a crime never, spree. That have, is a no, crime he's spree. Consistent. He's consistent with his style of burglary. I'll tell yes, you that. I've never heard of anything like that before. <laughs> And finally, at a shopping center in San Mateo in California, just a couple of days ago, a family bought a Christmas tree. It cost $250, and they had it tied on top. Because you know, that's what a Christmas tree costs now, and that's not even for like a giant one. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, they've got the Christmas tree tied onto the roof of their car, and we have video where you see an SUV backing up next to the vehicle with the Christmas tree tied on top. And then the Grinch comes out, cuts the ropes holding the tree down. It rolls off the back of the SUV. The Grinch throws the tree into the back of his car and drives off with the family's Christmas tree. Good Lord, that's awful. Wait till you see the video. We'll get it posted right now on the Bob and Sherry Facebook coming up. We have a round of Bob and Sherry's small plates. We have comedian Amber Autry. We're going to talk about polar bears. We have all kinds of fun holiday stuff for you. It's Bob and Cherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. If you are a new parent right now, you're so tired. If you've ever been a parent, you remember being so tired. Well, listen to what poor chinstrap penguins go through. They call them chinstrap penguins because they have this little thin line of black feathers on their face that runs under their chin. So it looks like they're yeah. wearing a little hat chin strap. They lay uh-huh. their eggs. They make nests out of pebbles and they lay their eggs in November. And one parent tends the eggs and the other goes off fishing for food and they right. share parenting duties, right? So it's really awesome. But here's the thing about chin strap penguins. Once, they're ch- they're, once they lay these eggs and these chicks hatch, They have to protect them around the clock. They live in these really super crowded colonies. And there's a species Mm -hmm. of bird that loves to eat penguin eggs and baby penguins. So the -hmm. the parents, the mommy and daddy chinstrap penguins, they don't dare go to sleep for fear that something will come and snatch their babies. So Mm -hmm. they nod off for four seconds at a time, thousands of times every day. They sleep in four-second increments, thousands of times, every day. And they manage to function. And I know that sounds insane, but Olivia didn't sleep through the night till she was four years old. I know what it is to be a chinstrap penguin. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. That is a you know amazing story. It you know what really blows my mind with that just how God gives these animals these instincts, where the mother and father, they don't they don't speak to each other. They can't speak, but they know that one of them has to go out and get the food, and the other one's got to stay and keep the eye on the nest. It's and can only sleep so for four remarkable. seconds at a time. 
Yeah, hey, one yeah. more quick um, bird sleeping fun fact, and this is the show you come to to get that kind of information. Um, frigate birds, when they fly, they can sleep. One half of their brain goes to sleep, and the other half keeps them flying. What a cool trick that would be for humans. Can you Absolutely. imagine? Wow. Yeah, and on, on some airlines, I think that's actually happened. All right, coming up, we've got uh, small plates. It's Bob and Cherry. What is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium. Exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind-the-scenes photos and videos of not only us, but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this is bobandsherry.com slash premium. Hello everyone, this is Staff Sergeant Elton Rubo from U.S. Army NATO in Sandbach, Germany. I want to wish everyone back home from Fayetteville, North Carolina, a happy holidays, safe travels, and also enjoy your family. Remember, you do matter. Thank you. Here's Bob and Sherry. Uh, we got a, an interesting message, Lamar, that's just for you. So I, you know what? Let's just play it. Let's just play it. Hello, Bob, Sherry, Max, Doug, Lamar. This is Stan from Ohio again. I'm the one that called in a while back. I have the father that had the phobia about peanuts in the shell. I feel like I have a, a kindred spirit with Lamar. Like I said before, my dad's also from Georgia. And I heard uh, Lamar talking about his experience with chiggers. And I had a similar experience when I was about 14 years old, I think. I was picking blackberries and got covered with them. I'd never even heard of them before, but uh, mom and dad took me to the doctor and the doctor prescribed some sort of salve that uh, didn't really do anything. Didn't uh, get rid of the chiggers, didn't soothe the itch, anything like that. So I was sitting at the house scratching, complaining, and my dad, who was, uh, was an older gentleman, he was old enough to be my grandfather, and he had all these home remedies and He's, he said, I know what will draw those chiggers out. Put some turpentine on them. <laughs> so I'm 14 and being tired of being miserable, that's what I did. And much like Lamar, I had them everywhere. So I put the turpentine everywhere. And it was uncomfortable, but I must say it did work. So uh, that's my story about chiggers. Enjoy y'all's show so much. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> this is, this is going to get us a New York station. This is going to get I us into so. New York. Listen, yeah. listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen. Compact Clorox is soothing compared to turpentine. I mean. Got to be. <laughs> Got to be. When he said every, everywhere, do, um, yeah. did you think everywhere mm-hmm. the, the way I, I thought no, everywhere? No. Yeah, I that's because that's everywhere. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because mm. the, yeah. the ones I had was everywhere, and when she put that cap full of Clorox, it was a uh, oh, but yeah. turpentine. Oh, buddy. God. You know, that you never so hear crazy. about people getting chiggers now, though. But maybe people are not picking blackberries because I think chiggers live in blackberries. <laughs> When I would when I would pl- go to pick blackberries, that was it, buddy. We just we just time. lost the New York station. <laughs> <laughs> that I man's voice, though. I, 
I, I want to hear about picking blackberries. You go ahead and, and say that. We didn't have like we didn't plant blackberries. We picked wild blackberries. They were blackberry oh, bushes yeah. all over our farm. We had blackberry bushes mm-hmm. everywhere, and so my mom would give me a bucket, and here we'd go. But you know, nobody. I got chiggers. My mama. I, if my mom ever got a chigger, she kept it to herself. She. I, I don't know anything about it. It was always me that got the chiggers, and that, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And she was probably talking to her, your father behind your back saying nobody else here in the family gets chiggers except him. What's, what's he doing wrong? Is there something wrong with him? I was not a good blackberry picker though. Cause I'd pick two blackberries and eat one, two blackberries and eat one. So I never, my bucket <laughs> never got full. It just never got, there was full. no production. There was no production. No. There was no production wow. for me. No, no production for me, but well, it really well, stood out I, when he said pick blackberries. Cause I'm telling yeah. you, them chiggers are everywhere in the blackberries. Mm-hmm. Let me just say here I, and now, if anybody does get the chiggers, don't put turpentine on it. We we are not promoting that. All right, yeah. go see. But let's say this though. <laughs> Let me say this <laughs> about turpentine <laughs> or Clorox. It is an immediate pain, but when it goes away, so does the chigger. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you got to figure yeah. if it's hurting you, it's really hurting the chigger. Okay. Well, that's, so that's a very good point. The chigger yeah. goes, man. It goes. Yeah, it goes. That's right. Everywhere. Because they Can't burrow under put... your skin. They burrow mm. under your skin. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Can't we just put that. clear nail polish over the chiggers? Wouldn't that work just as well and not be as awful as no, turpentine? No. Kind of they just move over a little bit. They just move over yeah. a little bit. But you put that Clorox on them or that turpentine, them chiggers has got to get out of there, man. They got to go. Kinda. They got to go. I have no choice but to believe you and hope to never <laughs> learn for myself. It's... Amen. We got Bob and Sherry's small plates next. It's Bob and Sherry. Small Plates is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. This first story blew my mind. The number one song on the American Billboard charts is 65 years old. So obviously, it's not done by Beyonce, it's not done by Taylor Swift. It's done by somebody else. The song is number one again, 65 years after it was released. The artist is Brenda Lee, and here's the song. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around. Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. She is still alive, by the way. She was, uh, from what I read of this article, I think she was like 13 or 14, maybe 15 years old. She's she's in her late 70s now. And um, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. She was 13. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, Little Miss Dynamite, they used to call her. A tiny little thing. I mean, that is the most amazing musical statistic that I think I've ever heard. 65 years later, the thing goes to number one. It's the most downloaded downloaded song. It's timeless. Yeah, it is. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. So good thing there, Brenda Lee. Going to be making a little money this year for the grandchildren. 
Uh, Time Magazine has released the uh, shortlist for Persons of the Year. They have Persons of the Year, you know, in the beginning of the uh, new year. Here are the nine nominees. The Hollywood Strikers, Chinese President Xi, Taylor Swift, OpenAI co-founder Sam Altman, King Charles III, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, Barbie, Vladimir Putin, and the Trump prosecutors. Which one, which, who gets it? Everybody, just take a shot. Which one would you say would get the person of the year? Hollywood strikers. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, all right. Sherry? It's Taylor or Barbie, I think. Yep. Yeah. I think it's Barbie. You think it's Barbie? She cuts Taylor? Yeah. Well, here's, here's why. The Barbie movie kind of saved movies and movie theaters in a big way. Yep. It was a huge pop culture moment. It was a huge moment for a female writer-director. It was a global phenomenon. It, I, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if they went with Barbie. Yeah, when you put it that way, I can see what you what you mean. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the OpenAI co-founder Sam Altman. So we'll see in uh, what, about a month. Sunday was a big day in Philadelphia. The inaugural Rocky Day was yes. held 50 years after the movie's release. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was on hand to celebrate the film and the iconic scene of Rocky running up. The Philadelphia Art Museum steps has had a huge impact on the city and worldwide. Uh, Sly shared with reporters this quote, Rocky was just a perfect storm. It came along at a time when politics were changing and people were looking for more positivity. And I just happened to fall into it. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think that sounds exactly right. It's still... It still gives you shivers sometimes when when you come upon it on TV and it's the oh, right yeah. scene, you know. How you can't turn it off even if you're not a boxing fan, you cannot turn it off. And finally in small plates, this, the Kennedy Center honors were held and Queen Latifah, Dion Warwick, Renee Fleming, Barry Gibb and Billy Crystal were honored. Uh, Gloria Estefan, if you didn't see it, uh, MC the event. Oh, I'm sorry. The event uh, is going to be broadcast uh, toward the end of the month on CBS, but they already held it. And Gloria is the uh, is the MC. So I think those are all people that are very much, you know, deserving of that honor. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. So make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. Here is comedian Amber Autry. My boyfriend and I get along pretty well. The only time that we kind of like get into a tiff is on laundry day. Laundry day is a very confusing day in our household because I wear the clothes that I never intended on wearing and it makes him think that we're going on some fancy day. <laughs> I'm in this sparkly ball gown. He walks in like, ooh, what's up? I'm like, ooh, you got quarters? <laughs> and for some reason, he still thinks this is like something going down. He's like, how many quarters? I'm like, bro, I'm a grown woman. I am not trying to go after seven years of dating to the vending machine. You know, It's not really my vibe. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, though. I love him a lot. This is how nice he is. My mom recently moved to this small town, and we didn't know anything about it. And so he's in the background googling the town. In mid-conversation, he le- he leans over and he's like, "Hey, I don't want to like 
kill the vibe or anything, but a bunch of people died there from asbestos poisoning. Okay, don't want to kill the vibe. All right. I'm like, wow, that's the kind of guy I want to marry, you know? Someone willing to keep the vibe alive but let my mom perish. I love that. We do have a little bit of a drama going on in our relationship right now. Like my best friend is trying to come in between us and it's hard because I don't know how to choose between him or his mom. <laughs> it's like, he's cool, but she made him that way, you know? If you don't get along with your significant other's parents, you should feel blessed because you know boundaries, right? You just go over there, you pretend like you like their cooking and then you just go back home. With me, I don't know boundaries. I'll just like slip up and tell a secret that she told me. I'm like, oh, did you know your mom tried weed once? He's like, she did what? My mother? Uh, I do think that being nice is a little overrated though. I do, like recently I had a guy open the door for me and afterwards he was like, I'm a good guy. I was like, I don't really report back to anyone, sir. <laughs> That's really just something you gotta keep going on your own, you know? But look, he needed it so bad that I almost wish I had made him believe that I do. <laughs> you know, pull out my phone and be like, excuse me, good person headquarters? Can you make sure that Chad in the cargo shorts is on the good boy list? <laughs> he opened the door for me. Am I old or disabled? Not my opinion. <laughs> They said you're gonna have to stop catcalling Chad if you want to get to have it. You know, Chad was like, eh, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm, honest, I'm not getting catcalled anymore. What? You're so pretty. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's not happening, and I miss it. Ladies, I miss getting catcalled. It's like sneezing and someone saying, bless you, you're annoyed by it. But if they don't, you're like, am I ugly? <laughs> That's usually the part where someone cat calls me, but I guess that's locked in stone, huh? Okay. And that is comedian Amber Autry. We will post our set at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Just click the menu tab and look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And while you're there, a couple of other things you can do. You could subscribe to the Bob and Sherry newsletter. We send it out once a month. We don't spam you. We don't sell the list. And we put stuff in there that isn't on the regular show. Content, contests, photos, videos, that sort of thing. And we've also got the Bob and Sherry store for all of your holiday shopping needs. Do you need a hang on while I overthink this coffee mug with Bob's face on it? You know you do. We've got all kinds of good stuff at the Bob and Sherry store. And it's all waiting for you at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Hello, this is Sergeant Alexander Douglas. I'm a 92 Golf, part of 40th BAB. I'm currently stationed in Poland. I want to wish my friends and family back home in Boulder City, Arizona, a happy holiday. Here's Bob and Sherry. I read the most interesting article in the Sunday New York Times about Flo from Progressive Insurance. I learned things about her I never knew before. Her real name is Stephanie Courtney, and she was with the Ground Leagues, the improv group out of Los Angeles. She was flat broke flat broke before she got the progressive gig her car only went forward it had no reverse and so you, you she had to park in large parking lots in order to drive it around and then she picked that up and the reason they went with flow was they were getting their butts kicked by the geico gecko 
That was the first one to get a character going. And since then, there have been several of them. You know, the uh, the guy from Allstate, Jake. Mayhem. And the guy yeah. from J.K. Simmons from Farmers Insurance. But she is the queen of them all. They spent, this is progressive, $2 billion on flow uh, running, running ads. And it's just gone through the roof. Now that Jamie character has come along. And he's done very well. There's there's a guess as to what flow is worth these days, because that every time that ad runs nationally, they got to pay her. What do you think she's worth right now? Flow from Progressive Insurance. Six million. Max, take a shot. Is that high or low? I don't think it's. No, it's ten million. No, it's higher. It is exactly ten million dollars. Oh wow. The, wow. uh, the the guess now that's that's an estimation she's she's not totally giving it up but that's what uh, industry sources are saying. And uh, I'm assuming it's, her it's, car will go backwards now. <laughs> well, you know, you know what's ironic? I get that transmission fixed. <laughs> that's right. Here's what's ironic: Flo couldn't get Progressive to insure a car that doesn't have reverse. That's the irony. No matter yeah, how much she true? bundled it, isn't that yeah. true? So that that's that's her name, Stephanie Courtney, and good for her. This is Bob and Sherry. Hi, my name is Specialist Shiana Miranda, and I'm with Two Six Nine Armored Battalion Headquarters and Headquarters Company, um, and I'm currently deployed in Eastern Europe. I just wanted to say happy holidays to my family back home in Belfast, South Dakota, and all of the people who support me back home. Here's Bob and Sherry. Let's hit the talkbacks. You can call us on the phone anytime you please at 844-52-SHERI. That's 844-52-SHERI. Or if you have our free app, you can grab it in the Apple Store or Google Play. Um, you can do a million things with the app. You can send videos and text the studio. You can listen to the show every day. You can listen to all of our podcasts, Talking Lamar, The Oddcast, True Weird Stuff. You can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Bob and Sherry, this is Mark in Iowa. I heard Lamar talking about the Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer show, which I absolutely love too. And if I ever missed it any year, it just didn't seem like Christmas. And Sherry, Sherry, you said there was something kind of creepy about it, about the fact that they're all a bunch of users. I thought you were going to bring up the fact that at the end of the movie, after Santa picks up the misfit toys, one of the elves is dropping the toys off the back of the sleigh with umbrellas. Yeah. Now, Santa Claus comes down the chimney and places the toys under the tree. What the heck is this thing? I always thought it was kind of odd. I don't remember ever seeing any umbrellas laying around until it gets to that bird. Remember the bird that doesn't fly? He swims. Yeah. Watch that. That bird does not get an umbrella. He doesn't fly. What, is he a penguin? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it dawned on me, they're flying over the ocean. Santa is dumping all the misfit toys in the ocean there just to get rid of those complainers, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, that uh, hit me one year that there's something's wrong here. I think we need an investigation. Thanks for being on the air. I love you guys. Take care. I think Sir? they're selling gummies in Iowa now. Um 
That is a true Bob and Sherry listener who's paying attention to the injustices of the world. And are we surprised that that elf was chucking the misfit toys into the sea? Look at the way they treated mm. Hermie just because mm-hmm. he wanted to be a dentist instead of a toy maker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sir, I want you to reach out to us so that we can send you a prize for being such yeah. a thoughtful and concerned Bob and Sherry listener. Right. <laughs> like a nice ornament. You know, I loved the Rankin Bass stuff as a kid. I made my kids watch it when they were little. But oh, there yeah. are some unsettling things in the claymation, Rudolph. The bullying, mm-hmm. um, poor Rudolph's dad. I mean, poor mm-hmm. Rudolph. I don't mean his dad is poor. Poor Rudolph. His dad was like disgusted with him because he had a right. His nose was so bright. What? What? A lot kind of anger. Of, yeah, there was just and a lot of bullying and just a lot of hatefulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hadn't really thought about it, but you're right. None of the other toys that weren't on the island of misfit toys were tossed off the sleigh with an umbrella into the ocean. Dang. Yeah. Is that is that still uh, something that comes up every year? I you know no. my kids are grown and all, and I don't see the grandchildren, but every so often. So kids still watch that. I mean, yes, it's, it's just so primitive compared to what? what they are used to watching. Primitive. It is it's the production of it. It's, no. it's very it's very no. primitive. But, no, it's charming. It has soul. Charming. Have you ever watched a Coco Melon video? Coco Melon yeah, is true. like. Greatly demonic. Um, the Coco Melon stuff, kids love it. It's bright, it's loud, it moves, it's right, colorful. Right. That's what I'm but saying. It, it's lacking in soul. Whereas the yes. Rankin Bass claymation, yeah, there's That's some nasty true. behavior, but it's soulful. I, I just wonder if kids will stay with it because of all of the other stuff that they can watch. My kids are, you're right about, my children, you're right grandchildren about that, will watch any of it except for like Thomas. Hey, Bob, I spend time with toddlers. And they get excited at Colagard. And he's just a talking cardboard box. You think they're yeah, not watching they'll Rudolph? Watch anything. You're right, you're right. You're right. It's Bob and Cherry. The Bob and Cherry Holiday Slash Christmas Store is now open. Merry Christmas! Santa's elves are working overtime to get you some great deals, like the Bob and Cherry Big Book Bundle, featuring Cooking with Cats, the Book of Bob, and our adult coloring book, too. Christmas miracles do happen. Plus, for the first time ever, the Bob and Cherry Christmas Ornament, featuring caricatures of the whole cast. Bob and Cherry phone cases, luggage tags, tote bags, and Hanukkah coffee mugs, and Oi to the World shirts. True Weird Stuff swag and more. Free shipping on orders over $75. Merry Christmas. The holidays are here at the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Happy holidays. Hello, my name is Simon Grundy from the 341st MCT here in Graf Germany. Just want to put a shout out to my father. Happy Merry Christmas and go Grizz. Here's Bob and Sherry. Do you ever wonder what happens to luggage that gets lost on airplanes and then it ends up in unclaimed baggage? I mean, the number of mishandled bags can reach into the millions each year. But where does it all go when the flyers don't come looking for them? According to officials, airlines generally make significant efforts to reunite lost luggage with their rightful owners. They have a success rate of 99.5. But Given the massive scale of daily air travel, even a half of a percent of unclaimed bags can really add up. 
Many may not realize that the unclaimed luggage actually ends up at a place aptly named unclaimed baggage. It's in Scottsboro, Alabama. That's the final destination for every suitcase lost by every airline in the United States and not reclaimed by its owner. I have always wanted to go to the, I didn't know where it was. Scotts, where is Scottsboro, Alabama? Like, is it near Birmingham? I don't know. What are we I near? don't know. It, it probably is. It probably, it's probably a, a suburb of Birmingham. I'm going to find out. I'm going to ask Carla when she, well, she knows. Oh, uh, this bucket enormous, list destination. The store yeah, so how's huge. it work? What do you buy? It, How do you it, buy this, it? This, well, get this, get this. The store covers an entire city block, 50,000 square foot, and brings in a staggering 7,000 new items every day. It's it's between, wow. it's, uh, Scottsboro is between Huntsville, Alabama and Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, it's up. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, it, it, it's, it's all organized. All, all, all of them, they've got like departments, okay? They've got clothes, shoes, books. Uh, they've got musical instruments, sporting goods, wedding dresses. All items are up for sale at discount prices. Its electronics department is really popular. It houses a vast collection of cell phones, laptops, tablets, and headphones. Now, all electronics are wiped clean when they get them, so there's no personal data left on there. Uh, nearly every type of item or product has made its way to the store. I mean, this goes from ski equipment to snowboards all the way to they've got a horse saddle. They've got a motor that can be attached to a kayak. They got all kinds of stuff. And beyond the everyday items, they have all kinds of stuff that's come in. It's very unusual relics like a century old violin. They've got some ancient Egyptian artifacts. They've even got a suit of armor. They have a mini museum that draws over a million visitors a year just to look at the museum. So some of the stuff they got. Is that not wild? I, I want to go so bad. So I yeah. was I was confused. I thought that the unclaimed luggage store would be kind of like the where you been store where you could buy like the suitcase without knowing what was inside. No, they no, bust no, no, these no, things no. open and separate the yeah. stuff out. Can you imagine you're on your way to your wedding? And the airline loses your wedding dress. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't believe I mean, you can buy that stuff there. And they've got an exclusive contract, so no matter anywhere in the states, the continent of the United States, any bag that cannot be reunited. And what happens is, like, if they lose your bag and they can't find it, then they have to pay you, you know, whatever for it. And once they pay you, if the bag shows up then it goes that way. Now I looked on the website. I, I got to feel like, like I looked under watches cause I'm a big watch guy. So I'm looking under the watches. I think probably the really coolest high end stuff, maybe whoever's checking them in, maybe gets first crack at that. I don't know. Um, but they had a lot of watches. I bet, no, I bet you're high, you know. right. Yeah. So what are the prices like? Like, are you getting a smoking hot deal? on the wedding dress like, or the watch or the iPad or whatever? From what I could tell, it looks like it's probably about half price. And I guess it would just depend on the, on the, how, how used it was or whatever, but it looks like on the retail on watches and stuff, it looked like it's about a 50%, you know, thing on watches, but they didn't have any like Breitlings or Rolexes or anything like that. But, uh, 
Well, I I don't want to be like, I don't want to be so spoiled that half price is not like worth a trip to Scottsboro, Alabama. Half price is pretty pretty good. Just to see that. Just to see that. Hey, guess what? You can shop online. Oh, my God. Unclaimed luggage? Yes. What's the website, man? Unclaimedbaggage.com. Yeah, unclaimedbaggage.com. Have you ever had the airline lose your stuff? Not permanently. They've lost it yeah, and had to bring it to me. Yeah. I, I've had it lost a couple of times, but not permanently. You get it back. My favorite lost luggage story was not me. It was Bob. And you have never seen someone more <laughs> beside himself. Uh. We're having some. And if you're going like, well, why doesn't Bob tell this story? Because he had some weird, like, I don't know, any. He, we lost the connection with him, so he's bouncing back in any second now. But um, we were uh, traveling together for work, and of course the airline lost his luggage. It was a full flight. There were probably 150 people on the plane. They lost one passenger's bags. That passenger was Bob. <laughs> Where we were, it was it was peak. It was like July, hot, humid, sticky, sweaty. We were working outside most of the time we were there. And Bob had one set of clothes. And the look, when I close my eyes, I can still see the look on mm. his face. And folks, it wasn't a happy look. <laughs> it was, yeah, oh, oh, he was beside himself. And that's not the only time that his luggage has been lost. That's why now he travels with a carry-on that is so small because he's been burned so many times by the airlines yeah. losing his stuff. <laughs> Yeah, he never checked. He never checked. I don't know that I know anybody that's lost it forever. But now, unclaimedbaggage.com. Well, it's only 0.5%. It's only 0.5%. Yeah. So, that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm going to, uh, during the break here, I'm going to pop over to unba- unclaimedbaggage.com and do a little Christmas shopping. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming up, we've got the Bob and Sherry box office and a whole bunch more. This is Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. I want to talk about polar bears for a minute, um, mostly because Ooh. none of you can escape and you have to sit and listen. Unlike my family <laughs> who runs for the hills when I say things like, can we talk about polar bears? But here's a fascinating thing. You know, polar bears are much higher on the food chain than human beings are. We're like in the middle of the food chain. I don't know if you knew that, but polar bears don't have any natural predators and they're carnivores. You will never convince a polar bear to have a Beyond Burger and a kale salad. They would rather eat the server than that. They're my hero. They are extremely meat focused. So over the past 144 years, there have only been 20 fatal polar bear attacks in all five of the countries where polar bears live. So even though they're um, ahead of us on the food chain and really scary and totally carnivorous carnivorous and very, very gigantic, like, I don't know if you realize how big polar bears can get. They mm-hmm. are mammoth. Like, they can be more than eight feet from nose to tail. Mm-hmm. They, they can mm-hmm. weigh hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Like a polar bear, a full-grown polar bear, can weigh more than 1,300 pounds. 
So you think about that coming for you and the fact that they've only eaten 100 or attacked 144 people in 20 years, that's pretty good. So um, polar bears, and you never really think about this, but they're considered marine animals because they spend most of their lives hunting, mating, rolling dice, whatever they do in their free time, out on the ice, not on the land. Did you ever think about that? They are I just really saw an article about them. Animals. I, I, I saw a piece, I think it was on CBS News the other night, that uh, in parts, they, they studied polar bears in this small town in northern Canada. And of course, uh, with global warming, the, uh, the snow and the ice is not as uh, solid as it once was. And they are coming into town, in this little town. And they showed uh, one of the polar bears walking through the town, and it is a scary sight. You know, it, it's a cute little it's a cute little image for Coca Cola with their Christmas commercials. <laughs> they are considered, I think, the most dangerous creature on earth because they have absolutely no, like you were saying, no other focus than get meat. And when they see us, that's all they see. They are just and ferocious. No, no predators. But listen, right. polar bears, here's some fun here's some fun news about polar bears. They're very much loners. Now a cub will spend as much as three years with its mother, you know, learning how to be a bear. But mm-hmm. adults only spend a few days a year with each other to mate, and then they go out on their own. But they have these glands in their paws that leaves a scent on the ice when they travel. And mm-hmm. other bears can use that smell, one, to find a mate, but two, they can recognize other bears that they've met before, even if they haven't seen that other bear for years and years and years. Like wow. they kind of recognize their friends. So um, bears are, polar bears are picky eaters. So like, let's say they, they, eat, they like seals. And if there are lots and lots of seals... They'll only eat the blubber, and then they'll reject the rest. It's only when times are lean that they'll eat the whole seal. They'll eat seaweed. They'll eat um, other animals' eggs. They'll try to eat a reindeer. And their bodies, and this is why we should be jealous of polar bears, their bodies are so much better at digesting fat than protein. Like, that's why they love seal blubber so much. And... Because their food is not easy to get, they're on that intermittent fasting diet big time. Female polar bears fast longer than any other mammal on earth. A pregnant polar bear can fast Mm -hmm. for eight months, which puts you going, you know, 18 hours between meals or whatever in your perspective. Um, They might travel about 100,000 miles in their lifetime trying to find food. And they can swim for days. So if you're in the water and a polar bear's dog paddling after you, guess what? They can keep going and going and going and going. And they have been mating with grizzly bears, creating hybrid polar grizzlies. And if that isn't the next in the Sharknado franchise, I don't (laughs) know what is. That's, That's right. So there's your polar bear fun for today. Let's get that posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Hey, good morning. Uh, my name is First Lieutenant Michael McCarthy. I'm a 19 Alpha Squadron S1 um, for 11 Cav from Long Beach, New York. I uh, just want to wish my friends and family uh, happy holidays. And uh, mom and dad, love you both. I'll see you guys soon. 
Here's Bob and Sherry. Well, I want to tell you right now about the most disgusting beer for the holidays. It is not a Budweiser beer that our friend Lamar is identified with. No, it's one of the competitors. Miller High Life has come out with a beer to celebrate Miller's Miller High Life's 120th anniversary. And it is called Cheers Strawberry Lager. The special <laughs> beer combines German malt flavors with a strawberry hop profile, resulting in a light, effervescent drink that's not overly sweet. So it's sweet, but it's not overly sweet. The brew is ex- exclusively available on tap at American Family Field in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, while supplies last. I have a feeling supplies are going to last, especially at a Milwaukee Sports Arena. That yeah. sounds disgusting. I, I was yeah. with you once in an airport, and I said, look at this, Sam Adams has a cherry beer. And you looked at me like, are you kidding? And I tried it. It was so disgusting. It just doesn't work. Some things are not supposed to mix. Yeah. Yes. That that is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Beer should taste like if if you want strawberry beer, you know, go get I don't know a daiquiri or or something else. You're not going (laughs) to and really enjoy strawberry. Enjoy the strawberry. Right. You will love it. Right. It's great. Exactly. You're either a beer drinker or you're not a beer drinker. So uh, it looks like it's just going to be staying in uh, Milwaukee. And I think probably we're all better off for that. Cheers. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Podcast. I don't pay really any attention to what the castmates of Jersey Shore are up to. If I want a bunch of um, obnoxious people from New Jersey drinking and fighting, I have my brother's family to go visit, right? So (laughs) I haven't paid that much attention. But um, the situation, Mike Sorrentino gave an interview to Entertainment Tonight last week, and I finally got around to, it showed up in my newsfeed a few times, and I finally clicked on it and read it. So he was, um, he's been sober for almost eight years now, which is great. Round of applause. It was not easy. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, never yeah, yeah. easy to get there and stay there. Um, but he, in this interview, he talked about how his addiction was so severe that he was, he was painkillers, um, opiates, how his addiction was so severe that he was smuggling drugs to make sure he had a supply everywhere he went. And he spent half a million dollars mm. on, on drugs. Oxy was mm. his drug of choice. Um, he went to rehab for the second time in 2015. And right before that, he tried heroin. And he said, I was desperate. I was in the hole. And I knew that this was the end. And so he went into rehab for the second time in 2015. And he told, and I thought this was interesting. I'm glad I finally got around to the interview because he told Entertainment Tonight, that um, he said, I was, I was this young, wild, careless kid and becoming rich and famous overnight made everything worse. Here's what he said, quote, once you give kids millions of dollars and Ferraris and Lambos and girls screaming my name and yes men everywhere, it's hard to turn that off. How do you turn off that excess? Half 
a million dollars on drugs to fuel his addiction. Cocaine and oxygen. What is he doing these days? I, I don't keep up with him. What is he doing these days? Um, he's doing a number of things. Um, he's done, you know, he's done the usual guest DJ stuff in Las yeah. Vegas. Um, yeah, he's yeah. done some investing. He's done uh, Jersey Shore, the sequels, Jersey Shore Family yeah. Vacation. He's been mm-hmm. married now for, I want to say, five years. And his uh, wife is pregnant with their third child. So he's gotten it together, Bob. I mean, he's, he's sober. Yeah. He's cleaned himself up. He's pulled Good. himself together. He's reflecting back on what a colossal mess he made of his life. And I think we have to say, and I'll remember that, I'll remind you rather that he went to prison for tax evasion. Well, I was about back to in say 2019, that. Could, remember? Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was for, but it was tax evasion, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, um, I think it's great that he's talking so openly because I think that his story can help other people. Right. But I want you to imagine having everything thrown at your feet the way it was for these uh, Jersey Shore cast members and then doing what he did with it. He's lucky he's alive yeah, to even tell sure. this story. You know, uh, Jagger once said, being a rock star <clears throat> is really not for everybody. It, it does take a certain amount of strength to be able to look at all that money, look at all of these people who are kissing your butt, and all of the things that you can buy and keeping it in perspective. Some do, but, you know, we hear story after story of people that just, you know, go right right off the rails and ruin their lives. Look at the, all of the rock stars out of the, uh, you know, who died at the age of 27 out of the 1960s. It was one after another. Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, the list went on and on. They just couldn't, Jimi Hendrix, they couldn't handle it. Well, I mean, we still have it today. Like, it's still yeah. a, a tragic. Uh, and look, we just lost this lead, Steve, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, right? It's just a mm-hmm. tragic, That's ongoing true. story. Prince, Prince of all people. So, if you were a fan of Jersey Shore and you watched every episode, here's a little nugget for you. Um, season four of Jersey Shore, they took the cast to Italy and they filmed that season in Italy. And he said that he smuggled um, a couple of hundred um, Roxy's in a shoe and in an Altoids case, right? So Roxy's, Percocet, Xanax, Valium, these were the things that he was chewing like candy. And he smuggled some into Italy and he ran out of pills while they were filming. And if you remember the episode where the situation headbutted a wall and got a concussion, he said, I was out of pills and going through withdrawal while we were filming that scene. And that's why he slammed his head into the wall. Well, finally, there's something real in a reality show. At least. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, right. it like really gives you some pause. So I was thinking about that and thinking about something the actress Natalie Portman said. So she got her start. She was 13 years old when she filmed her first movie. It, it's a, and I know Lamar has seen it. It's called The Professional, where yes. she becomes oh, the apprentice no. to a hitman, right? Right. As a little so, girl. As a little girl. Yeah. She was 13 and looked much younger at 13. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was recently asked about, you know, um, being a child actor and, and she said, look, I had a, a good experience, but I had good parents and, and I had a lot of protection. But I don't think any child should be working in Hollywood. 
don't think any child belongs there. I don't. It's think got it a bad history. Yeah. yeah, it goes back Just, seventy-five years. Abuse yeah. of children in Hollywood. Yeah. Now the situation was not a child, but not too far removed from it when was, they threw all the cash say, acted like one. Yeah. prizes and drugs yeah. at him. It's Bob and Sherry. I'm Allison Lilliman with U.S. Army NATO in Sendbach, Germany. I'd like to wish my family in Colorado Springs happy holidays. I miss you guys, and I'll see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. Well, this morning I'm wearing my brand new purchased sweatpants that I got from Champion online. And I didn't buy the top to it because I'm not walking around with something that says Champion on the chest, you know? Uh, uh, I don't, I, <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt can do that in, the, in that movie, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I can't walk around with something that says Champion. But I got the pants, and usually my sweatpants are pretty thin. But I got the thick ones, the fleece-lined ones. You want to know why? Because I live in a freaking igloo. That's why. <laughs> so it, it started getting cold where we are. And, uh, you know, it comes out of the blue because I live in a place that's warm good part of the year. It came out of the blue, and all of a sudden it went down to 39 degrees. Herself, the blonde one, sets the temperature overnight at like 66 or 67. That's good sleep and weather, though. That's, yeah, it, that's how you sleep. I guess. That's how I, you sleep. Yeah, well, you know, I also pay for it. I pay, that's my one of my expenses. And when it's 66, 67 in the summer and it's 90, anyway. She don't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't well, care. No, but I love she? her so much. No, um, so I got up. I got up and I went, what is this? And I grabbed the new fleece lined sweatpants and found a, 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 a sweatshirt and threw that over the top of it. And then, you know, fought my way through the frost in the air and, and bumped up. I could hear her laughing in the other room. She, she doesn't get up the same time I did, but I could hear her laughing at me because she knows what I'm going through. And she knows I have no recourse because Women at a certain point got to have that cooler weather, especially at night. And I am now buying clothes for the inside of my house to keep me warm. The, the <laughs> other day, I opened up the door and, and she said, what's it like out there? And I said, warmer. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's warmer. And she, la and she laughs at me again. Because she knows I cannot do anything about it with her. So I, that's what I'm doing. I'm buying these. I'm buying clothing that people in New Brunswick would wear, right, during the winter. Sounds wintertime. attractive. I think it sounds attractive. I'm sure you look Well, good. I'm very comfortable in it. The fleece is lovely. Uh, you know, it really is very nice. But, um, so, you know, sometimes you just have to say, I give up. I, I just, this is the way it's going to be. You love this person. She has to have this or she's going to do this, you have to adjust. Like, she will vacuum a rug, but she will not put away the vacuum. That vacuum could stay there until the 4th of July. <laughs> it's my job to put away the vacuum. It is my job to put away the water glass that she drank the night before. I do the dishes, uh, but I also, I peruse the house for things that need to be put away because... Once you, once you do that, 
and it becomes set, there's no going back. That That is who you are, I've discovered. Yeah, yeah you started it. And it's true yeah, that I once did. you start it, yeah, yeah. You can't go back. But now, you know, she cooks. Do you so, I mean, that's sleep? a big deal. Do hmm? you not sleep better in a cold room, too? <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no doubt the about that. If you're the one having to get up, if you're the one having yeah. to get up, it's yeah. cold. <laughs> it is cold. And, and the uh, studio sunroom is all glass. And so um, it really gets cold. I have a, a little heater in here, and I have to click that on. So oh, I'm just, you know, it's a small thing. When you come right down to it, it's a very small thing for someone who's being so good to you. So I need when to I shut get, up about it. I, I need the house. I need to be sleeping like in the tundra, but the rest of the time mm. I'm cold. And so mm. I walk around in a t-shirt, a sweater, and like a puffer vest in my house, right? Mm -hmm. And if I get really cold to where like I can't feel my face, I go to Karamia's bedroom where the reptile lives because he has mm -hmm. heat lamps. Her bedroom is so toasty. It's bliss. Now, I couldn't sleep in it. I would die. But when you're really like, like Bob, I wish you had a lizard room in your house. You would enjoy it so much. It's like a little oasis I, I do. of warmth. It's the sunroom where, where I'm working, where I'm in front of a microphone right now. This is my studio. I put the little, it's a, it's a little uh, oil-based heater. It looks like a radiator, and it's small, but it looks like a radiator. And I click it on. It takes about 45 minutes to, uh, and then it's toasty the rest of the day. I am finding myself not only doing the show in here, but bringing in uh, my iPad and watching TV in here because it's warm. Um, look at you finding a solution. You know, what? what's the expression? It is better to light a single candle than to curse the darkness. You have I'd found like to huddle your around own... that candle. I need the heat. Well, you've, you've got your own version of a reptile terrarium. It's glass. Yeah, which, As I sit yeah. here and think about it, it's glass. You yeah. have a place to perch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have enrichment activities. Right. If I could just snare some food with my tongue, I'd be all set. <laughs> Oh, it's stop the mealworms, the live one, the live mealworms. That'll work. <laughs> Don't you give all the single ladies something to dream about? It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hey, Pam. Good morning, Bob and Sherry. How are you? Morning. I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Well, we're feeling very. I'm very mellow. Sherry's a little uh, tense this time of the year. But <laughs> I I'm, heard that this morning. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing great. I have a Christmas tree story. Um, my husband, I've been trying to talk my husband for years into getting an artificial tree. Why? Well, because every year, undoubtedly, I get this piece of crap tree. You know, my husband, he's so tight. He is so tight with money. And I've always wanted, I love blue spruce Christmas trees. I'm from the north. And so we've always had a blue spruce Christmas tree. And that's what I've always wanted. But undoubtedly, I have to put up with whatever piece of crap he brings home. It's got holes and bare spots and everything else. Oh, he's trying to save money on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this year, he's, I tried to talk him into an artificial tree. He wasn't having it. He wanted to go get this tree. So I'm like, fine, there's a place. We live up in here in Kannapolis, and there's this place where you can go um, pay 20 bucks, cut down your own tree, any tree you want. Well, two years ago, we moved into a mill house. We have 11-foot ceilings. So he wants this wow. huge tree. 
so we go out as a family. We've got three kids. We have a three-month-old. And so we're all out there um, looking for this tree. Finally find the tree one. It's not a blue spruce. It's one of those long needle pine trees. Yeah. But we went ahead and picked it out. My son, my, his nine years old, he wanted to be the one to cut it down. So we're standing around out there. My husband's getting aggravated because, of course, the nine-year-old can't really cut down a tree. So after about 15 minutes, my husband finally takes over, cuts down the tree. We have a little four-door sedan car. So he tries to figure out how to load it up onto the top of the car, finally get it loaded up, get it home here. He is cussing because he can't get it into the door. I have, meanwhile, we're having guests over for dinner. Our neighbors are coming over for dinner. I have not been to the grocery store yet, so I'm like, feed the baby. I said, are you okay? I'm going to go to the grocery store. He's fine. He wants to go to the grocery I need to go to the grocery store. I leave. I'm gone for about an hour. I come back to the kids scared to death. Their father has scared the living lights out of them. He just, the look on his face, I knew he was upset at this tree. I walk in, it's taking up half of our room. It's nine foot around. This tree is nine <laughs> foot around. It's 12 foot tall, so it's hitting the top of our ceiling. There's no air in the room. <laughs> There's nowhere in the room. From the outside, we have it up against a window. From the outside of the house, it's smashed up against the window. <laughs> There's no place to put, you know, you want people to be able to see the tree from the outside, how pretty it is. There is no room for any lights, no bulbs, no nothing. So I come walking in the in the house, and he first thing he says to me, "Do you want to get rid of this?" And he used a few choice words, tree. <laughs> and I said, "There's the spirit of the season." <laughs> I said, "No, this is the tree you wanted. You just had to have this tree. We paid twenty bucks for it. We're going to keep it." Well, I hear I go about putting the groceries away, and I hear some cutting. I'm thinking. What in the world is going on? I mean, a, um, an electric saw, a, a bandsaw, whatever. It in is. the house? Uh, it was right outside the front door. So I go out to find out what he's doing. Well, he's cutting these pieces. He's got a board and he's cutting the board. And I said, What are you doing? He said, I'm fixing the tree. I said, What's the matter? Used a few more choice words. The tree stands broke. Oh, Bob, it was one of those tree stands with the three screws that you were talking about the other day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was ill. Ew. They won't stay in. I'm telling you, they're the most aggravating thing in the world, those three screws. Well, he was very upset. This. He has the kids holding the tree. Yeah. So the, trees, the kids are lost in this tree trying to hold it up <laughs> while he gets this wood cut. Then he goes to get a drill. I'm thinking, what in the world is he doing with the drill? Well, he tells the kids, he, he does something with this wood. He, I think he was wedging it into the tree stand around the tree trunk to see if that would work. Tells the kids to let go of the tree to see if it'll stand. The kids let go. Of course it doesn't stand up. So he's yelling at the kids. Did he because, go nuts when that tree fell over? Oh, you just have no idea. <laughs> No idea. This takes me back to my childhood with my own father. Every year we went through this. Oh, it Go was, ahead. What happened then? Well, the kids, you know, they're all scared because... Yeah. Well, the tree <laughs> fell over. Dad's falls, a maniac. Well, since the tree falls, he's yelling at the kids. He said, I told you not to let go. I told you to hold it. And my oldest daughter, 11, says, Mommy, he said to let go. He really said to let go. And I said, I know. It's okay. It's okay. Just go to your room. So the kids, the kids left and... Meanwhile, he goes and gets more wood. He has wrapped some string around the tree, has nailed it to this piece of wood, and is commencing to drill 
holes into my wall so that he can fasten the tree to the wall. You're kidding. No. So he just lost his mind. Pam, we're almost out of time, but what happened? What was the uh, Well, I told him to get rid of the tree because it looked like crap. So he throws the tree, throws everything down, throws the drill, lets the tree fall, drives it outside, takes it out to the curb, and then tells my son, come on, let's go. I said, where are you going? He said, I don't know. We're leaving. And I knew not to ask. He comes back half an hour later with an artificial dream. <laughs> you broke him. You broke him, Pam. Tree. You finally got your tree. Well, it's only seven and a half foot, and he says it looks against these 11-foot ceilings, but that's okay. That's all right, as long as you got what you want. Thanks a lot, Pammy. Merry Christmas, Merry Pam. Christmas. <laughs> At the Bob and Cherry Show, everyone knows that Bob Lacey is the self-proclaimed mayor of Christmas Village because of his great Christmas spirit. I've just decided not to send out Christmas cards. Bob, Bob, Bob. Well, the mayor of Christmas Village wants Bob and Sherry listeners all over the land to get all the presents this year. Of course, Bob won't actually be buying the gifts. Bob, Bob, Bob. But you already knew that. Presenting the 12 Days of Christmas. We'll select one lucky listener to win a Bob and Sherry swag box, since Bob's not actually paying for it. Bob, Bob, Bob. We're just going to grab a few things off the shelf and send them to you. There are water bottles, coffee mugs, grocery bags, beach balls, pens, keychains, and more. A lot of stuff you can buy at the Bob and Sherry store at bobandsherry.com. It's a 12 Days of Christmas celebration. Bob Lacey style. Just enter at the contest page at bobandsherry.com. Hello, I'm Petty Officer First Class Jose Chinusha, stationed with Commander Fleet Activities Okinawa Security in Japan. This is my wife, Anna Taikova, and we wanted to wish a very special holiday season to all our friends and family in Tidewater, Oregon, Grandpa and Grandma. Happy holidays. holidays! Here's Bob and Sherry. So I read something very interesting about Charlie Munger. He died last week. He was 99. He was Warren Buffett's right-hand man. Legendary investor Warren Buffett. That's right. That's right, yeah. He wrote an article. um, One of the last things he did before he passed away was he wrote an article for CNBC's website. And Mm -hmm. he said that the biggest rule for having a satisfying career. Now, this is not to get rich or famous or anything, but to right. but to go to work every day and feel like you're satisfied and be okay, the number mm-hmm. one rule is do not work for anyone that you don't respect and admire. And I thought of you, Bob, man, that resonated with me because we've yep. had the experience of both working yep. with people that we really respected and admired and yeah. working with people who didn't belong in the ball pitch game at the midway at the fair. Like working for That's some true. real scoundrels who real were dicey. unethical and dishonest mm-hmm. and abusive. We've had right. it both ways. And I thought about that and was like, yeah, I absolutely agree. Only work yeah, there's, for someone there's you no respect t- and admire. It, it, that, is, that is just such great, great advice. And it's harder for some folks to, you know, you've got a terrible person you're look, you're working with. It's it's sometimes hard to find if you live in a small town another gig, you know, and and you're just stuck there. But if you have the ability to move, and you find out you're working for a real jerk, get out as soon as you can because it's never going to get better. 
can I tell you Mr. Munger's other two rules for a satisfying, Please. happy career real quick? Number one, mm-hmm. yep. if you wouldn't buy it yourself, don't sell it. Go find yeah. another sales job. <laughs> if you yeah. wouldn't buy it yourself, don't sell it. Yeah. And finally, as much as you can, work with people you enjoy because you're going to spend so much of your life with them. He's Amen. right. Right? He Amen. Is exactly there right. you go. So it's so Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.